Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. Today, we are trying something new. This is our first attempt at a daily roundup show. We will be reviewing the first day's play of the third test between India and England at Ahmedabad. As ever, I'm joined by Ross Legg. How are you doing, Ross? Marvellous, thank you, mate. How are you? Not too bad. And Max Roe-Brown? Yep, I'm very well. Thank you for asking. And I should introduce myself too. I am Jack Hope. Uh, first things first, boys, uh, a quick temperature check, although I'm not sure we need it. Uh, who do you reckon's on top in this one, Max? Uh, well, England have ended the day, um, what, 14 runs ahead? So I would say England, surely. <laughs> By numbers. Um, Ross, uh, who, who have you got in the lead? Uh, I think for balance, as we like a bit of balance in the podcast, I'm just going to say India are just ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just squeaked it. Yeah, I think uh, it's been an absolute romper of the of the day, uh, as far as I'm concerned, from the uh, Indian perspective. Uh, it's it's very hard to win a Test match on day one. Um, but I've done it twice in a row now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were gonna if you were gonna come up with an argument against that narrative, I- India did it today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do a quick summary of the day's play for for people who maybe didn't catch all of it. Max, we'll give you like a minute. Do you want to talk us through what happened from ball one to ball however many? Yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, uh, so, well, I mean, I'll, I'll start just just uh, a little scene setting in um, in the UK. The sun's out and spring spring has started, and um, I think personally that's made me feel quite happy. I feel a lot better. And um, for every yin, there is a yang, and England have provided that in spades. Uh, it all started going wrong before the game even got going, with England picking uh, a whole host of seamers and India saying 
that that was probably a bad idea when we saw their lineup <laughs> of three spinners. And um, yeah, I mean, aside from aside from Zach Crawley batting very nicely in uh, in England's first innings, uh, having won the toss and decided to bat, uh, everything that went that could have gone wrong basically did go wrong, and um, we we found ourselves with England being skittled for 112, and um, and India ending the day uh, not far behind with seven wickets in in hand. And uh, you mentioned Jack that the cricket podcast is trying something new. England obviously themselves tried something new today, which was. Pick only one spinner in a test in India. Um, not necessarily new, but something they haven't done since 2001. And I think it's going about as well as it did then. Good summary, Max. Um, I think that's brought everyone up to speed. Uh, you mentioned right at the top of, of, of that little uh, spiel that England's selection might not have been great. Um, I think it was a classic case of England being duped by the Indians here. Uh, India, India tweeted out a couple of pictures of a green pitch. Uh, on their social media. They they bluffed by talking about three seamers before the match. England have turned up on the day and it's spinning again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic mis- misinformation right out of the Trump playbook. Yeah, I, I loved uh, I loved adding Umesh Yadav to the squad and confirm and, re- and oh. really going, yeah, I don't think Kuldeep's going to play. It's probably going to be Umesh. <laughs> oh, it's brilliantly done. Um, it, it was a classic. It was... Um, Catfishing, I think, is what it is. <laughs> um, India master catfishers in the in the cricket community, um, fellas. I, I guess we should talk about it quickly. Were you surprised to see it spinning as much as it did, or, or India to go going with the three spin option? Because on our preview show, we were we were we were talking, or we thought it was likely, probably, that India would go with the seamer route. Yeah, we fell for it too. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. We uh, we we bought in. We bought into the India India ploy. I did. Ex- I did. Um, I'm not surprised that it is spinning. I'm surprised that the seamers have haven't done as much haven't done as much as I thought they might. Uh, but what I would say from an English point of view, I mean, obviously, after the fact, they got it completely wrong, and it was the wrong decision. But with all the information that they had at hand, what we know about day night tests, what we know about the last day night test in India. Um, I, I, I think England probably made pretty much the right call because at the end of the day, we're looking at a situation where England, this is probably England's best chance to get a result for the rest of the series. So just go all in, go with the seamers and, and hope it pays off. Unfortunately, it's spectacularly failed, but I, I, I can't, I can't fault the logic behind it. And the, yeah, the other option is go toe to toe with India with your own spinners and that, that would never end well. So, yeah. Ross, uh, the three-spinner approach. Um, they they dropped Cool Deep for Washington Sundar, who is going to get a TFC. Um, yeah, basically, <laughs> good good TFC. That. It's a good TFC. Uh, were you surprised by that move? At least, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about getting a TFC in a Test match. That must be absolutely. It's bad enough getting it on a Saturday when you don't do anything, let alone for five days. Um, at least you don't have to pay for it. It's not going to be five days, is it? Let's face no. it. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I think I wasn't entirely surprised at them not going with um, what we thought. I could have seen them uh, doing something a little bit different, but I didn't think Washington Sundar would come back into the side. I mean, we've talked about it before around doing different things. Washington Sundar is just a less good Ashwin. So it, it kind of doesn't give them an extra kind of thing unless Ashwin breaks down, So um, which he's not going to anytime soon, is he? Um, England's selection was a little bit stranger and I don't think we were completely surprised um, to see Zach Crawley come in um, but I'm just not entirely sure on the logic England have picked a a bowling lineup 
um, that is, in their heads is going to seem around. But then they've taken away Burns, who's quite good against the seeming ball. So that doesn't really kind of uh, make sense. And then they've brought in Bearstow for Lawrence. And Bearstow's not that good either against the moving ball. So it just was a bit, it was seemed a bit confused. It's hedging Bearstow's your bets. Savior. So you lose whichever way. Yeah, I we did we talk we did say that Johnny Bairstow has benefited from not being in the team in terms of everyone's perception of how good Johnny Bairstow was. Uh, He brought us all crashing back down to earth uh, shortly past half past nine UK time. Ross, with, with, with his eighth duck since 2018, <laughs> it's more than any batsman in Test cricket um, since 2018. It's going, going for a record, um, Ross. Before that, you mentioned uh, Ashwin. Uh, Ashwin and Axar, I, I, I think, were probably the stars of the day. Um, you reckon? Yeah, I just edged it, didn't they? Probably Axar <laughs> slightly above Ashwin. Axar actually, he. Um, his bowling today induced a false shot from the uh, sort of one in four deliveries. It was the third most uh, since they've been tracking um, false shots. Balls, balls using Hawk, Hawkeye. Uh, a pretty good performance, uh, Max. Max, what did you make of um, the, the spin kings? Um, I was very impressed, particularly by Axar, because he didn't do anything unusual or, or crazy. You know, he just popped it. I was I was originally going to say he didn't do anything special, but actually, I think what he did do was special because he popped it on the same spot for like well he, he didn't he didn't um didn't very you know didn't stray into over pitching didn't bowl any short balls for for a, a number of overs and we we you know we saw on in England when England were bowling Jack Leach bowled got pretty well but he uh, he over pitched a few times and you just didn't see that from Axar at all and that mm. is where sort of the, the everything came into play wasn't it if you put everything in the same spot and the odd one goes suddenly uh the uh the Roston Chase ball um <laughs> becomes very very dangerous indeed and England got Roston Chase all over again albeit by a much better exponent of uh of finger spin this time yeah I mean actually I thought I had a couple of nice wickets in there as well uh he did his thing where he sort of humiliates yeah uh, players didn't he I, I thought the way he got uh, Ollie Pope out in particular, yeah. bowling over the wicket, just sort of slid it across Pope, clipped the top of off, um, and he like fully squared Pope up as well. You don't often see batters, uh, elite batters, um, squared up by a spinner. Elite in... batters. <laughs> well, test match batters, yeah. <laughs> um, guys with test entries squared up by spinners, and he his his back foot had come fully round. You could see his shoulder. It looked really ugly. Flattened the off stump just for just for effect, really, just for a little <laughs> bit of added Ashwin hijinks. Uh, a, a, a fantastic performance from from the pair of them, I think, and um, it really did show up. Uh, England's lack of ability with the bat, I thought. Uh, Ross, do you want to speak about England's batting? Um, I mean, the less said, the better, really. But um, <laughs> what, what I didn't really understand was England's whole approach here. So, as I said earlier, they, they picked a, a, a seam attack. Their best chance of winning this game would have been to skittle India out early on and not take into consideration that they'd have to bat on a fourth or fifth day pitch with the spin bowling. Um, if you pick Archer, Broad, Anderson, surely if you win the toss, in, in my head, you choose to bowl first. And I know it's in India and I know um, that you should always bat first in test cricket typically. But after, well, they they didn't pitch, well, didn't get hit over 200 runs in either of their innings last time, or even the uh, final innings of um, the first test. Confidence was already going to go. The second a couple of wickets went, 
Like Dom Sibley got a good ball to Ishant Sharma. Great grab from Rohit um, at second slip. Yorkshire's Johnny Bairstow was out immediately <laughs> and did a Shane Watson-esque review. Um, and all of a sudden, England were in a complete lack of trouble, uh, complete trouble. And I found it yeah, quite disconcerting, I think is the word I'd <laughs> use. I, I think they got it in their heads that they were playing on that Chennai pitch again and that the ball was going to do loads of sort of unexpected things and that they, they just weren't going to be equipped to deal with it. Mm. I actually don't think that there were too many demons in this pitch. I mean, clearly the, the Indian spinners in particular got, got a few to turn, as did Leach, to be fair. But I, I don't think there, there was no sort of explosive bounce. Uh, there were no balls that were like literally unplayable. Nothing kept low. Um, I I think yeah England I mean how many England batters were out missing I wrote, one I wrote a list that went straight on I wrote I wrote it's, a list of, of the England was, batsmen <laughs> yeah well, let's it, hear it well it was well uh, Sibley I mean that was the one that fell to pace but it, it wasn't great was it the ball didn't actually move much uh, you got sort of set up by the ball swinging in and the one held its line I'd, I'd but, say that was pretty but, bad but on that kind of dismissal you're kind of just, you're going to get those yeah, I mean, batsmen yeah. it happens fair up we'll we'll let him off Besto on the other hand. Just bad. Just just missed a regulation <laughs> left arm spinner. That was bad. Root played back when he should have when he shouldn't have done. Uh, I think Stokes similarly, and that was pretty bad. Pope we've already mentioned was very very bad. Um, folks batted well while he was there, but his wicket was poor. He was trying to cut a ball that bowled him. So much like Coley, not not wise. Um, Archer, I, I mean, I, pff, yeah, we got there's four no number point going on, is there? We've got four number 11s. <laughs> well, well, I don't know what we're yeah. expecting. We, after won't, we won't get into the four number 11s, but yeah, I mean, it was just it well, was England of that list. Not, yeah, of that of that list, then. So I think Folks was out playing one that went straight on that he thought was going to spin. Stokes yeah. was out playing one that went straight yeah. on that he thought was going to spin. Pope. Um, Pope was out playing one that went straight on that he thought was going to spin. Crawley was out. Same yes. thing. Bairstow yeah. was basically out doing the same thing. And that, I think, demonstrates that in England's head, they were expecting the, that something crazy was going to be happening on this pitch. They panicked. And, yeah. and they just kept missing the ball. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's as fundamentally, it's as easy yeah. as that. They just weren't playing the line of the ball. Uh, and I don't think... I thought because uh, England's whole plan, like you said, Ross. I mean, I, I agree with you on the, on the toss aspect. The fact that we'd gone for the four seamers, we might as well have just gone all in on that plan and tried to tried to tried to bowl them out. But um, especially when you consider that actually, you know, as far about having to bat on a fourth day, if you uh, if you decide to bat first, India are batting on the fourth day, but you've only got one spinner. So what's the point? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think. Uh, Ironically, the pink ball, where we expected it maybe to swing more, actually ended up helping the spinners in in sort of what what we saw with England panicking. Because with the the seam supposedly being a little bit more prominent, where it landed on the seam and gripped, it turned loads. And if it didn't land on the seam, it didn't turn at all. And that is where the batsmen all got a bit confused and just played ended up playing around it. And the same thing happened to both Pajara and Kohli as well. Do, do you know who I'm actually going to blame for England's batting collapse? Uh, it's going to be Zach Crawley. For making uh, it look too easy. So, so Zach Crawley smashed Ishant Sharma around. That meant that Kohli had, had, to, to, come had to take him out of the attack to bring in Axar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Kohli looks like a genius. It's actually based upon <laughs> Zach Crawley just smashing around Ishant Sharma. This is a bit like when uh, my my Saturday team were uh, 50... Me and the other opening batsman put on 50 for the opening partnership, chasing 75. Uh, and then we both got out and lost. And they blamed us for getting out. That's a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh right, fellas, should we talk quickly about India's batting and then we'll talk, we'll move on to well, uh the umpires. Because uh, <laughs> they had a starring role. <laughs> Once again. Uh India with the bat, 
uh, basically it was sort of the Rohit story again. Mm. I, I thought he looked a lot more comfortable than everyone besides Crawley or, or, or perhaps the two of them uh, were slightly a level above today. Um, again, I think what both of them did, um, probably Rohit maybe a little bit more, uh, was be really assertive when they got the opportunity. So even on a pitch which, uh, I mean, let's, let's be honest, it's probably not going to go five days. I don't think it's necessarily a bad pitch. It's a spinner, but I, I, I don't think it's a bad one. Um, but Rohit batting in the way he does means that India will be so far ahead of the game um, by the time he's out, probably tea tomorrow or something, <laughs> um, that India, England literally won't be able to do anything. Uh, had, had India gone along as slowly as England, they'd be back on like 45 right now. Uh, mm. and, and England would think, oh, hello, uh, <laughs> we've got a chance here. Um, any, anything to add on that, Max? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually think uh, Rohit and Gill played um, the situation really, really well when they went out to bat first. Because what we saw in the Indian innings was that the pink ball moved quite a bit to start with. And then after 10 overs did absolutely nothing. And England's only hope of getting back into this game, whatever glimmer they had, was to get a few cheap first up. And Rohit and Gill basically put any shots away for 10 overs. And um, and then I think they, they mentioned after 30-odd after balls, Rohit was on 11. And then he scored 39 off the next 33. And once once that ball had stopped doing anything, which happened fairly quickly, it was uh, it was yeah, England's England's last faint hope of anything happening for them was uh, was pretty much snuffed. England openers should know better, right? That is the conditions in England. Quite a lot of the time, actually, you get through the first 15 overs and the ball doesn't do as much from kind of May onward. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was, a, again, a, an exhibition from Rohit and how to open the batting. He's, he's not got a, a really long test career, but he's clearly really good. Um, what I also find hilarious is Broad's arrogance, where Rohit Sharma's got an unbelievable <laughs> average against a short pitch ball. And Broad, as he's coming up to his 40th birthday, decides, do you know what, I could probably bounce this dude out. And it, it's, he's not going to have any chance of doing it. Slap yeah. to the boundary time and time again. Yeah. Um, we want to keep this show reasonably tight, so we're not going to go into too much detail. That's for the big show uh, <laughs> when, when this when this match is over. Glenn probably Maxwell's tom- coming. Probably, probably tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, umpires. So there are a few things with this. I, I think there's... Uh, I reckon a lot of the complaints about the umpires are basically sour England fans, with the exception maybe of one point. Um, I don't know where do you want to start, or do you, either of you have any points you'd like to raise on them? I mean, they made they made themselves the star of the show, but I don't think they necessarily got it all wrong. Ross, you, like, you were about yeah, so to go. I've, so I've got I've got two two things on here. One is around. I think the anger comes from a lack of consistency in kind of the process itself. I don't. We, we mentioned it before in the last test that it's not difficult for umpires to actually follow exactly the same process for every dismissal. You're not against time. You're th- the third umpire is not being judged upon his efficiency to make a decision. He's, he's being judged on his ability to make the right decision. And I think that's where it comes from. Um, secondly, I think that India are so far ahead of England in terms of their ability to actually play in Indian conditions, surprisingly. Um, and England fans do have a, I don't know, we, we like to think we're still great. We spend loads and loads of money on test cricket and we still get absolutely blasted by nearly every team we play against. Um, and I think when you have a a home umpire, it just makes it, it gives them the slight excuse for why their team isn't performing. It gives them the ammunition they need to question it, regardless of how good India actually were. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary. Um, it is the process thing. Uh, yeah. Again, it's... Um, the Stokes catch, which I think we probably all agree, don't we? That he dropped it. 
Yeah, on the yeah. balance of probabilities, it looks like it hit the floor. Yeah. But they looked at it from one angle for maybe 20 seconds, and then they were like, nah, that's a drop. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is sort of understandable if the umpire on the field gives a soft signal of not out, right? You know, you look at that and you go, yeah, okay, now that confirms what they said. But when the umpire is given out, you have to find substantial evidence to overturn the decision. And you, you need to look at an extra angle, particularly when it, you know, it looks like from the, from the angle we saw that Ben Stokes had somehow managed to, uh, once he'd sort of picked the ball up, was doing it with one finger, which, as we know, is uh, highly improbable based on the laws of physics. So there was probably another angle in there that might have uh, shown something else with with, with the position of a. Of just finger. zoom it in, to be I, honest. You know. <laughs> like, we saw it from the wide lens. The camera's <laughs> the camera's eighty meters wide. Yeah, <laughs> we talk about the for, the foreshortening of the camera and all that. So I think, yeah, not not job not done properly, but. I don't think it would have changed the uh, decision. Um, the I think there were a few LBWs uh, that were umpires called. I think all of the, I thought all the LBWs were good decisions. Just, by the umpire. just happens, doesn't it? It just yeah. just goes um, one way or the other. That's that's uh, part and parcel. Even the ones that were were quote unquote umpires call. I don't think they were like unlucky to be given out umpires calls. I thought they were. You're yeah. out there. I mean, you have to and, think about uh, it at full speed, don't you? And, and what decision would you make? And I I wouldn't necessarily disagree with any of those. Is, is there a bit around giving the benefit of doubt to the batsman? So the, the only bit that I've kind of got in defence of kind of the, the, those decisions, I, I agree with you. I think the majority of them were out, and they're probably the right. They were the right decision. But in terms of the process that you go through of being an umpire on day one with the pink ball, with a new pitch, and with the ball bouncing, should you have be you got, given out? Have you got a specific example in mind here? Because and I so can't. The, so- so the Joe, the Joe was one. So I think um, in terms of like the Joe Root one, for example, I could definitely see that not being given out by a first day umpire. I, I, could, de- I could definitely. I think it would be a bad decision to not give that out. To be honest, okay. I thought I thought it hit him well below the knee roll. He didn't really get that far forward to it. it did hit him on his front pad, which I, I take your point there. But I don't mm. think he was like he wasn't striding into the ball. Uh, it clearly bounced in line. It clearly missed his bat. Um, the only thing was whether it had spun too much. I thought, mm. and 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 it, it did come down to umpire's call. Um, yeah. And I think that, but I think the umpire's call decision was on on the height. And they obviously they don't use the bail as the top of the stumps. Mm. They use the bail groove. So oh, I, okay. I just thought it was pretty bang to rights on that one. Yeah. But the only um, other one I would question is Johnny Bairstow's LBW. I think that was an absolute disgrace, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe he re- he reviewed that. Was like a pig-headed review, wasn't it? That was like yeah, I can't oh, believe oh, you, you saw you saw the rush of blood. Like you yeah. you literally saw him. I can't yeah. believe I'm out. I'll it went it went that now. You, it just filled up like a like a gauge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a loading um, screen. I the, the 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 one the one that I am actually unsure about uh, is the Rohit stumping. Um, mm. where it because because the pitch is a bit sort of loose, I guess they're digging great big holes <laughs> just to mark their guard. And from side on, it looks their Rohit's foot was underground; it was below below sea level, as it, as it were. <laughs> but that, but I don't think you could tell conclusively from that that side on angle whether he'd actually managed to get his foot down because of the groove that they were all using. Um, they didn't show the stump cam angle, which would have shown that one way or the other. And they, they still hadn't shown it by the end of the play, of play, which, you know, does throw a bit of fuel on the conspiracy fire, to be mm. honest, doesn't it? You'd think that the broadcaster would show that if it mm. had completely exonerated the umpire. Um, but, you know, it's it's probably another marginal one. You've got a base on the side on evidence. You obviously couldn't give it out, but... Mm. Again, it's yeah, it's the got, process. They've got enough Show cameras. Bloody all the angles. And Butcher, Mark Butcher, just quickly, and then we'll we'll talk about the next thing. 
Um, <laughs> Mark Butcher, he uh, talked about the second test in Chennai, and he actually went and spoke with the TV director about the conversations that the umpires were having with them. And he confirmed that the process should be that the umpire asks the TV director for different angles. They don't just show random stuff. It's it's very much the umpire has to be, because they're the one with the technical expertise in terms of umpiring, they have to ask, I want that angle. And the geezer just didn't do that. And that that is like, whether it's the right decision or not, that isn't what his job is. Mm. So to do your job, please. Is, is our instruction although you know like it's 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 more it's more just it's at this point it's a nice to have from an yeah. England perspective I mean, isn't it it's, it's <laughs> to the it's to the benefit of everyone isn't it to do that properly because then you either confirm whichever decision you made and people stop complaining or you just get it or you get it right one way or the other just like we don't um, want to be ta- we don't want to be talking about it do we we just want to be talking about the cricket so the anything else that we need to talk about? I mean, Roots captaincy. England dropped three catches. Uh, England's bowling was all right. I thought they showed a bit of fight. If they weren't spectacular, any any of those points take your interest, boys? There was a classic a bit of England with a persecution complex, wasn't there? Throughout uh, throughout that um, that period of play while England were batting, uh, Ben Stokes in particular was getting pretty riled up. Stuart Broad was very unhappy about the footholes and they had to get the basher out a few times. And it, it felt like another one of those uh, England, England with, oh, everyone's out to get us kind of things. And um, I think in the end, they used that energy in the right way, but it looked for a, for a moment like it might get a, you know, go, go the wrong way. Um, I mean, I think some people will be wondering why we're not really talking about Root being aggressive towards the umpire. I actually didn't think he was that bad. I don't think he was in the umpire's face. I think he was just asking for mm. an explanation about why the the, the protocol wasn't being. Yeah, I think it's, it's frustration. That was frustration, frustratingly asking rather than. Yeah. Uh, he's the captain. Shouting. He's got to be able to have that conversation with the umpire. Yeah. And if yeah, it's he... not working, then he, he's the one to communicate it. Ross. Yeah, so he's he's not doing what. So what what frustrates me about this is the ability to kind of say just absolve Coley of absolutely anything that he's done before. Coley ran from first slip and like almost gonads first, running at the umpire. Like, Come on, umpire! And and then people compare that. Like, is it cricketing view on our Twitter? He he kind of goes, oh, it's a disgrace to see England do that. You just got double standards, mate. Coley does it, England do it. It's not great to see when you're in the umpire's face. If you follow the process and it is consistent, you'll soon see the anger completely dissipate. Um, and it's just, yeah, it just gets a bit pathetic, really. Um, final couple of things then. Uh, how much of an ego do you have to have to name a stadium after yourself? <laughs> There are, I think, there are a few rules you need to follow when it comes to having a, a, a national landmark uh, named after you. I think uh, one of them is you have to be dead, so or, or at least like, retired, like, martyr. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then the second one is that it has to be up to someone else. <laughs> just like if you actually Boris Johnson went around and was like, actually, you know what? Um, I'm Wembley, Boris Johnson Stadium, mate. I mean, you never know actually you do never know with boris um uh that that really did like make me laugh uh if you want to tell us more about your opinions on on that comments we'll, we'll read them uh, uh one last question we and we got this from twitter that uh, was the only interesting one really why did england pick an extra seamer then bolt stokes after 20 overs uh, it's a great question. What, why? What, the bigger question really is, why did we bat first? Don't go in with a plan of bowling the team out and then go, we're only going to pick seven batsmen. Max, I do have an issue with you, though, loving Ben Folks. Ben Folks has to learn how to bat with a tail. He just mm. kept on giving them the strike. 
Like, what, what was he trying to do? Another well, lamb to the slaughter, please. <laughs> yeah. That, right. That's yeah. probably bit... not the, the probably not top of the list of things that England need to fix, <laughs> to be well, honest. But I bet they use it when as the excuse when they drop him in, uh, in one test time. Uh, we'll wrap up the show because Ross has got to go back to work. Um, <laughs> now, uh, the, the last, last thing to ask, I, I suppose, is, I mean... You know, cricket's a crazy game. Mad things happen occasionally. Uh, I think India are going to win this. But in a couple of sentences, uh, start with you, Ross. Can England do anything to get back into this? Uh, or is it game over? I think they can. I think uh, if they can roll them out for, what, 150, 160 tomorrow, which I think is not against the realms of possibility. Um, I think getting Kohli out was a huge, huge bonus. Um, but Rohit's still there. So uh, if we get him out early, who knows what will happen? Max? Uh I, I personally think the game is, is far too gone and will do well not to lose by an innings. But I think this is a point of England need to show a bit of fight and uh, something that they can carry on into the final test. Well, there's, you know, there's still a chance to, to tie the series. So assuming yeah, I, this one is done. I agree with that. I think England's problem is India, India are almost level. And even if India get to 200, like, can you see England getting 250 or 300 to make the game interesting? Probably not. They look a bit shot batting wise hopefully they get it back together but troubling signs uh ross do you want to let everyone know what they should do so we didn't do that at the top of the show and then subscribe we'll, we'll call it wherever the buttons are on the screen you should subscribe to our uh, youtube down, channel down there down that, that one <laughs> yeah. and so and so we, yeah, we clearly know what we're doing by all of us pointing all over the screen <laughs> Well, if we uh, so point everywhere, right? And you should follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Cricket Pod. And please do leave comments, do get in touch. Uh, we will come back to you and we will see you tomorrow for our roundup of day two. Great. Cheers, and boys. The entire um, test. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.